0: Against All Odds is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It has great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. Awesome, new and existing user promotions, which makes it America's number one sportsbook. Here's why else it's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. And you get your winnings fast, sometimes in as quick as 17 hours. No, that's wrong. Two hours. Two. You see, I kind of baited you into that. It's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into the same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code against all odds so that they know I sent you. Against the odds, part of the extra points podcast network. Friday morning, we're doing this college basketball going on as I spit into the microphone. I mean, it's impossible <laughs> to record a podcast when this stuff isn't going. It really is. Uh, spaghetti and meatballs are here. They're fiddling with the knobs. We're having fun. Baby face Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me as always. My gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta Harry. Brother Bri and Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? Gold cap, Brian. Gold cap. Uh, what's going on, buddy? What's the gold cap? What are you talking about? Oh, you're wearing the gold cap. Just just remind Brian. That's it. Rubbing, Rubbing it in. in. Brother sure Brian is the only one in. of us who hasn't won mm. the coveted gold cap. Yes. You got to join uh, extrapoints.com. We have various contests going on. These guys pick uh every single day they have free picks the brothers are going head-to head with loyola and Ohio State I should probably rephrase that that I think that could get me canceled when I say the brothers are going head-to head I mean brother bry and the parley should <laughs> are going head to head they don't normally this is rare right when you guys you have your free pick I don't think you check in really with each other but we Bri, do. you oh, we you do, do? Okay. We, we all, do. Do. all of us do. Well, we us last
1: do. night was actually uh one of the nights we didn't really check in I see. We, well, we really we really have to check in with Harry because he's got like we know that he's taken the three heavy money line favorites in parlay, uh, and we're putting them on a tease. So not
2: really I mean, yesterday. I know he's and doing then I got that. Smoked. So listen, I, I, you know? I rolled with Sal on Iowa. I
0: rolled with Sal with Iowa. Jesus, I got crushed yesterday. Well, anyway, with uh, the Sicoli brothers going head to head, parlay kid, Darren is uh, Ohio mm. State. They have an 11 point lead on Loyola. What the hell is going on, Brian? You took Loyola. Uh, Sister they Jean, can't. we we joked she
3: probably got blitzed on uh, on St. Patrick's Day and didn't show mm. up for their early tip. She's what doing no, she's doing absolutely nothing today. <laughs> absolutely nothing today. They they are missing easy layups, shots, free throws. I mean, they're getting yeah. to Williamson's horrendous so far in this game, but. There's eight minutes left. Maybe she's got a little bit of magic left.
0: You know, I don't Yeah, this is weird because the parlay kid picked Ohio State because he probably has a better relationship with Jesus Christ than all the rest of us. And yet he goes against Loyola and Sister Jean. So I don't know. Well, I don't know yeah. what this is going to prove. Well, I, I mean, don't know. Yeah.
1: I mean, look, you would think that the team would be rallying around like uh, the, the best player in, in at, uh being that he yeah. got death threats last year after they lost against Oral Roberts in the first round. And so far, that looks like what the team is doing. They're playing great defense. Loyal, shutting, uh, Loyola down. So, um, right now, but look, we know this could churn at any moment. So uh, I'm not going to, not going to get cocky. Although am I the only one out of us that's still, that didn't get one wrong in uh, Jamie's pool yesterday or no, no uh, Harry. I'm uh, Harry, a,
3: and I'm Harry, Harry. Nice. All right, and Darren, and, and, and Darren, and Who did you guys go with today? Well, let who me explain what the today? hell this is. All so right.
0: anybody knows what the hell, what we're talking about here. Yeah. I, I, we have a friend that has a pool. <laughs> it's a, it's an elimination pool. You pick two games Thursday. You pick two games Friday. If your two games win, you don't have to do anything, but pick the two on Friday. Uh, if they lose, you could buy back in, which is what I did. Brother Brian didn't even bother br- buying back in. I know it's a loss, but when you buy back in for Friday, if you lost on Thursday, you have to pick four, right? And the idea is you can't pick this team the rest of the tournament um, after you win. Uh, so, all right, so go, Harry. What do you want to say?
2: Well, Brad didn't buy in either, if you notice, Brad, uh, Brad did not uh, go for a second try either. But I, did take, I notice but I did take Memphis, which was a small favorite, which is a little risky in the first round. But that nope. worked out nice. I had UCLA, which, unbelievable. I mean, how awful they looked for, for pretty much – uh, thirty-eight minutes yep. of that game. Um, but today I went with Auburn, who looks good, up twelve at halftime, and riding with Duke and uh, and Coach K. No way he goes out against Fullerton. All right. So
0: the thing is, Parley kid, you uh, you essentially run out of teams because after today, if you just keep winning, you have to pick one winner every day that there's a tournament right. game, right? So right. Yeah. So
1: yeah, What'd I have. Do? So today I'm in on a little opposite of you here, Sal. I have Wisconsin. Uh-huh. uh today over colgate and i have usc over miami i know you have miami i, I know you took i, I mean i had to take
0: yeah i had you gotta, gotta go
1: against the grain
0: i guess yeah, a little bit that's what i did a yeah, little bit whatever. against the grain but oh, yeah. I'm out. i i know i'm gonna be out. i, was, All right, gonna, well-
1: I <laughs> was gonna go with ohio state though i should have just went with them because oh. uh, i you know probably i, I was won't, thinking won't go with them next round
2: Dang, yeah, sure God. you were, Harry. Sure I you was, were. <laughs> I was. I I, I said, sent the boys. Uh, said, uh, smelled something in this Ohio State game today. I liked them.
0: Bet them on the yeah. money line. You can still get them at uh, minus eight fifty right now. I think they're up eleven. Oh shit! No, now now that's minus five thousand. I don't I, know what just happened there. But I anyways, noticed in the contest, Sal.
2: You took uh, up, TCU. Why'd you like them? Oh wow.
0: Uh, I have no idea. It was yeah. the last game of the night. I figured it'd be fun if I just have to get a live game right there. If there's a chance I'm alive, by the way, uh, speaking of being alive and suicide prevention, we have a hotline 424-225-2726. <laughs> leave us a, a message, a complaining message about the tournament games. We love it. Bad beats, bed aches. If you want to yell at Harry for giving a pick and you, and you leaned on it and you lost. lost uh, right now, the, the answering machine is just filled with me. Um, swaying absurdities. uh just uh, I, I just uh, Kentucky I, I just they screwed me again <laughs> and you know my big bet obviously they screwed a lot of people in their pools and everything there are two seed but mm-hmm. my big bet yesterday was you know no 15s and no 16s advancing right. and so uh, that was a that was a nice hefty <laughs> minus 350 and uh just disgusting uh Oscar Shipway scored 30 they have like I don't well, know. That's 15 more free throws than tough. the St. Peter's team. 23 for 35. They, they go, uh, it's unbelievable that it just still comes down to 19 year olds making free throws. They were one for six in overtime and never should have gotten that far. But uh, thank you, Kentucky. Disgusting. Disgust. Nobody else had them. That was crazy to me. I, well, I got to stay no. away from these heavy, The these uh, minus these crazy money mm. lines. Really terrible. Um, I do want to say a funny thing happened. and uh, you guys will think it's funny. I was, I was highly offended. So, you know, I'm looking at my wounds, Kentucky lost, you know, to the tune of like six or 7,000, sure. thousand. right there. Oh and my. then uh, UCLA is about to lose at the point, uh, you know, they came back. I have them all over my brackets and I have them in a region and real life and everything. And my wife comes up to me, she printed out a bracket and she has all these words scribbled on it. And I, I barely look up. She's like, Oh, I had Kentucky, but I didn't have them going to the final four. Um, so I'm still alive, right? I was like, hey, yeah, I, I guess. And then I look, I'm like, what is this? What, what did you do? Where did you enter this? She's like, oh, I didn't enter. I just printed it out and, yeah. uh, you know, wrote, you know, figured it out. I wanted to, you know, with you and the boys, <laughs> but I didn't enter. I was like, well, what do you mean? you're still alive. Yeah, of course you're still alive. If you're playing against yourself. You're fucking Freddy Krueger. You're fine. You can't, you're unkillable. Leave That's, her you alone.
2: You leave her alone. I mean, she's like oh you don't have to be
0: rude why do you have to be so rude i was like because right. if i'm not rude i'm gonna stop breaking shit that's why that's the alternative <laughs> you are, you're still alive you printed out a bracket you leave her great. alone oh shut up <laughs> anyway that was the 10th right. time a two seed lost to a 15 seed i was wondering hmm. if you guys could guess maybe we go you take one each we'll see who will win this uh don't cheat now the other okay. nine times, I'll give you a head start. Kentucky lost to St. Peter's in 2022, 85-79. Right. Harry, you go first. There are nine other instances, and they all happened in the last 30 years. Go ahead.
2: Richmond over Syracuse.
0: Richmond over Syracuse, 1991, 73-69. Parley kid. Um. Oh, you're done already. It's already, already, Parley- it's already tough. Uh, I, I
2: mean, come on, Dave.
1: Hold on, hold on. Uh, you're gonna have to get, put me on a timer here, though, self. I don't get. Don't, uh, of course, but don't. look. Um, I
3: don't know. I'm out. I'm out already. Right. Right, I'm out. Right. I am out i am out i can not I can't even right. think right. of one. So it's always the
1: Richmond one I think of. Good. No.
3: Think of. Good no. Ooh, I'm struggling too. Wow. I, mean, I, I got. I, I got remember. A... I remember the one sixteen. I remember well, the. I, wait. Well, I wait, got another. Baltimore Maryland uh, Duke, County one. I Duke, that.
1: Duke lost as a two seed. Um, Gotta right? say who
0: you gotta, gotta say to who uh, gotta versus give me. So, uh,
1: um, all right,
0: Duke, let's see if Harry. Well, that was that, I got, was I got another fun one game, yeah. Harry, go ahead, go ahead. Norfolk State, lose.
2: Norfolk State over Iowa State.
0: Norfolk State is well, that's not right. You wait, have, wait, uh, Hampton, you Hampton, losing Hampton over I, Iowa State, Hampton over Iowa State, 2001 58 57. Yeah. Norfolk State. Everyone's done, right? We could just read it. Yeah, you know just read them out, yeah. Duke was Lehigh in 2012. Oh, Lehigh. Oh, okay. 75-70. Yep. Yep. Um, I'll go in order of the year. So you said Richmond-Syracuse. Yep. Santa Clara beat Arizona in 93, 64-61. not really Cop- remembered that. Coppin state beat South Carolina, uh, in 97, 7865. Mm. Hampton beat Iowa state 58, 57, Harry Lehigh beat Duke 75, 70 2012 Norfolk state beat Missouri, nah, 86, 84 and yeah. 12 Florida Gulf coast beat Georgetown. That's uh, a that for was a while. The, the
3: Florida Gulf coast. When, when, when was go. the
0: Santa Clara? I want to z- uh, lost a zillion dollars on that Florida Gulf. Coast. When mm. was, when just, was the Santa just Clara? Oh my goodness. Santa Clara was 93. So we were seeing, were we seniors in college? Yeah that, must was, have been
2: that was, yeah, that was that
0: was together. That was Steve Nash. Right. Right. Yeah. State beats Missouri, Florida Gulf Coast beats Georgetown. Seven, sixty eight 2016, middle Tennessee beat Michigan State. I had a lot on Michigan State. A oh, similar okay. dumbass yep. parlay to what I had uh, last night. And I was I remember I was fishing with Huey Lewis, but watching on my phone. And he was screaming at me, screaming at I me. I love for that watching story. Um, Oral Roberts beat Ohio State last year. Oh, yeah. I just said talk, mentioned that before about yeah. Ohio State losing to all yeah. yeah.
2: You're, so you You're still out there. You're still out.
0: Still, yeah, good good still job, Larry. Harry, Harry named, named one out of 10, and he I said two. I said two. Hey, I had my, uh, we have Brett Coramano's coming on, it's covered in glory. He does the soccer parlay with uh, Toby Burgler. He is also, though, a stat trend genius in soccer and basketball. So, mm. I need all the help I can get. I'm uh I'm covered in feces right now. But anyway, I do have my buzzer beater bet is still intact. 16 for mm. 16 yesterday, minus 140. So, Everyone hates that I do this. Uh my buzzer beater bet is intact. It, a couple scares, Creighton, it, Kentucky. Yeah.
3: Go ahead. I was gonna say it's you had a couple overtime games. So it really sure. there was a couple of close calls there. Yeah,
0: for sure. No, I just it's not gonna it's not gonna lose. It's not gonna lose. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll go over the uh, NCAA late games. There are eight of them. By the time you listen to this podcast, those will still be relevant. Yep. We're gonna skip the well. We did the morning games. I think I went seven for sixteen on the when we were with Tate on Tuesday. You guys were um, seven and nine overall. Uh, You, Brian, I think you were one and two. You had a lot I, of games like Friday morning, like the, t- this morning. Had, yeah, you yeah, were two yeah, and four on. against the spread. Probably kid, you were three and two. So three, like three and two,
1: months. and it's looking yeah. like three and three because uh, oh, Texas had, Tech uh, is beating up on Montana State right now. I had Montana State getting 15 and a
0: half. National
1: champs, still, D. Was, National champs, D. Hey, I actually have money on them, Harry. I yeah, don't I think took you as, a do little
0: I, I, as do <laughs> I. What'd you get, 25? Yeah. Yeah, I have 11, them at $20, 30. $20. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's that. Let's take a little bit of a break from college basketball, talk football, because it's nonstop. This is becoming, I would never say I like any sports week over a week that has pro football action, right? On the gridiron, like a week five in the NFL versus this week. I think I still take week five, except for the fact that it is action packed news, breaking news in the, in the NFL. It's unbelievable what goes on. Uh, including, well, we're still waiting on Deshaun Watson. Who's he going to sign with, the Falcons or Saints? It seems like it's down to two teams. Devontae Adams, brother Bry to the Raiders. Unreal. What an F you to Aaron. I really <laughs> want to know what happened here. Like, Rodgers had to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think th- he had to know, right, Bry? He had, this, he had for this to go down.
3: He had to know. I mean, it, it, it seemed like uh, Adams really wanted out of there. It seemed like. Uh, I'm sure he was uh... – I'm sure he was done with some of this uh, this Roger stuff going on, but it looked like, you know, he wanted to go back with Carr. I mean, he was looking for a huge, I will say, he was looking for a crazy deal. The Raiders did give it to him. I mean, he's getting like $28 million a year, which is a little bit, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's kind of insane. Don't for worry a, for about a it. It's a year oh, oh, tell money. No, 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 no. I, I, I know. I think this is, I mean, for the Raiders, it's funny. I'm more pessimistic than most people. So I didn't love it as much as everybody just because you bring in a new staff and you're like, all right, maybe this new staff can uh, bring in some young guys, but you know what? These, I mean, this is it really this next two or three years, you kind of have to be in the hunt here in the West. And you know, this move at least puts them back in there. I I don't think it's more than really a, I mean, I don't think it's going to benefit them more than the next two years, but I mean, it does make their offense. It does solidify their offense. And, you know, they, they didn't have a main wide receiver. They had Renfro and Waller. And that was pretty much it. I mean, losing Rugs really killed them. So getting Adams is, I mean, I, I Brian, it's, you it's got a great it's a great Brian, two-year move. Brian, so it's you, a great two-year move for them.
0: For sure. For sure. Who cares about the two or yeah. five? What do we care about yeah. that far in the future anymore in, the, yeah, in yeah. today's NFL? Yeah, I, know. I know. Listen, there's a small chance that Aaron Rodgers may – Devontae Adams, a spectacular receiver, and mm-hmm. that he's right. just average or whatever. Right. I think there's a small chance of that, but you got Carr throwing a Waller. You have him throwing to Adams, right? You have, a, I mean, it's unbelievable now what's going on with that offense. You have, I think, the second best offense in the division. You have the second best Defense, I think in the defense. don't second guess this. Who cares how much yeah. money you're spending? Well, no, no, and no. also, yet. you're oh. also you're getting rid of draft picks, which no, is I, a I, blessing. I will
3: say, uh, <laughs> I know the draft picks. Well, the draft dry picks in your team's
0: kryptonite. Right? You know? It's like there
3: it's was like, a uh, there, was, there was a part of me that enjoyed really just bashing the Raiders draft picks every year. I mean, that and was it's kinda, in Vegas, and they're not gonna have draft of, picks the first round. That kind of fun, but yeah, no, I mean, this totally it it totally makes sense. I just know next year they're gonna have to give Car now. Uh, Car's going to have to get his contract's going to be just gigantic. So, but they find—I will say—all these the good GMs—they find ways to get money. I mean, the Raiders for like five straight years have had a lot of money in these off seasons. I so. think Harry wants to talk. About <laughs> guess. Sure. I, just, I, I guess. Know, so. I guess
2: Listen, I know you—you just—you—you you are optimistic, and you want to see performance get done on the field instead of these signings. But Man. Christmas came early to you. You get Chandler Jones, yeah. and then you get Adams here. Um, the only other person who can say that Christmas came early, too, is my man, Kirk Cousins, who now has a great shot at the division because Green Bay, <laughs> listen, they gave him, they gave, they gave Rodgers fifty million. million. That's fine. But how do you not lock down Devontae Adams and let this just happen? I mean, let listen, Sal, you do the cap of consequences. I'll let you guys pick anything you want me to do if Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP this year because he's going to have to prove it here because the – Right now, Darren, you were dead on. It should have been Cobb. It shouldn't have been Rogers this year. So next year, when he's got Cobb, Cobb who's thirty one, and um, and his other receivers, well, guess Lazard, what, Harry? They're, they, gonna they, they, they're they're
0: they're, they're going to draft the receiver. They're, they're going dra- to sign, the sign, sign a receiver. A they're going to sign. What we'll, we'll they're, see. They're probably going to sign. Uh, they would have signed like an Amari Cooper, probably that kind of t- that well, type. Okay. And they're going to they're yeah. going to draft the receiver probably for the first time in, in the first round, which is what Aaron Rodgers wanted all along. So well, I, I don't, Why are you counting them? I mean, just. Go I'm not ahead counting say, them out, but I'm, not, I'm counting them. We, we know what's going to happen.
1: We know what's going to happen
0: on the Vikings. The we Vikings are three happen. to one. Bet Harry. Bet the Vikings are three to one. Sure. How much you going to bet? him
2: bucks. I bet him two plus two fifty last year. Lost. I'll bet them yeah. at 300 this year. Nah. Nah. This nah, is right. The divisions. <laughs> why the divisions between <laughs> Minnesota and I can tell you what's going to happen. Lost
0: the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that. Yeah, but Devontae
2: Adams did so much damage. Now he's gone.
0: Well, let's let Rogers okay. do
2: it now at 39 years old in December. They're gonna be okay,
1: be Here's what's uh, going to happen. Green Bay is going to win that division. Rodgers is going to put up his uh, typical yeah. numbers. He'll figure it out. And the Raiders will probably go like 10 and 7. And Adams will have uh, a less than spectacular year with the Raiders. Not Damn. as good as he was. His Carr numbers Adams will not be Plenty in with- college.
2: Plenty in touchdowns in college.
0: Plenty. I'm just
2: telling you. The, the, the way this always
1: Common plays. Adams scaling
0: run. missed nine games last year combined, too. They're not those are not gonna be their starters. They're not gonna be the first
3: go-to guys. I promise you. they're not still done. He's well, gonna win he that was, division. Yeah. Well, what was he's he's seven and oh without I, Adams in his last how, seven. How does, or something like that, how does Adams get a free
1: pass? How does Adams get to pass on this? Like we always criticize these receivers for being Divas, right? And water right. out. He's got a guy who throws him the ball a hundred right. times a game. And he wants out of
0: that situation. But he wanted his
2: contract restructured for two and a half years now, Darren.
0: Oh well, now gave he, now one hundred and fifty million. It. Well, I think the Packers so. are going to be fine. I think that yeah, he's the MVP. You kind of have to pay him as much as we may not like him or whatever you think about him. But they're going to be fine. He, the, I, I would the, the Packers are not sunk because of this. They're so sunk. Hey, but nice move. There, nice move a, for the Raiders. There's
1: here. a lot of pressure now on the Raiders. The Raiders have to have an excellent season this year. They have to. There's a Damn, lot of a- pressure. Let's see, how every, Carr, let's see if Carr can handle that pressure. Every let's game in the AFC
2: West, Darren, guys. Every game in the AFC West is must-see TV now. Every game between yeah, the division. The,
0: every game should be should be a national. Uh, there should be national games all over the place. Um, but Brian, yeah. you know, you, you say there's a lot of pressure, Paul. Like, and you know, when there's pressure, when they're drafting and they fuck it up every year. Oh, yeah. You don't That's have that. this is your team's kryptonite, Brian. You don't have to draft. You're not going to screw up the first two team picks. It's like it's like someone taking a revolver out of your hand. And well, uh, you're like, yeah, don't take this. Uh, yeah, Wait, whoa, 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 you're supposed to shoot Putin with this, but no, yeah. <laughs> instead I take six bullets to the nuts every
3: April. Like uh, take this yeah. gun for me, please. I, mean, Mayock, I I don't know what to do with it. Mayock and Gruden in there really. I mean, uh, I, if they were back in there, that would really, you know, worry me. Obviously, this new group in there with McDaniels. Again, maybe there's maybe there's a little different there. But I, I again I totally get it. It's definitely gonna improve uh it's gonna improve them for this for this next year. You gotta year be pumped, right? You gotta it's, be pumped for this year. Yeah, yeah Well, gonna like it's this. all going to come down. To, I, I do think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to, is their offensive line a little bit better than it was last year? They did, uh, by the end of the year, they did play a little bit better. So does that get better? And then defensively, are they as good as last year? I did hate, they lost Hayward to like a nothing deal to the Falcons, <laughs> which sucked for the Raiders. But, you know, they might be bringing in Gilmore too. That would be, you know. It, they they still need help at corners. So I don't know. Again, yeah, uh, I like the Raiders for the most part last year. Yeah. And people are like, well, yeah. they
0: still have to be better than Denver. I'm like, I'm not sold on Russell Wilson being right. the 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 second or third best quarterback in that division. And I'm not sold on the Chargers who so the Raiders were better then. They they won that last game. That, yeah, that the Raiders big. are the
1: second best team in that Cros-
0: division. I agree. Now.
2: Crosby at least, at least Crosby and Jones rushing the quarterback. I'm I'm are they gonna get combined?
0: Yeah, they're going to be good. Now, I do want to look at the MVP. Yeah, we we look at this a thousand times between now and September. But for MVP value, I'm going to talk about the big uh the big names, the big movers or about to move uh, guys. Here. So Baker Mayfield wants to get traded. The Cleveland's not going to trade him. He writes that letter. They someone in the organization says they want a, a grown right. up at quarterback. He takes offense that he wants to get traded. Probably Cleveland probably couldn't have handled it worse. But he's sixty to one to win MVP. Derek Carr, 25 to one to win MVP. Uh, Russell Wilson, 14 to one to win MVP. Hmm. Deshaun Watson, without even knowing his team, 25 to one to win MVP. Harry, go ahead. You have a lot of thoughts on the MVP. You know it's going to be. You know it's not. I know it's not, Rogers. Rogers. it's not Rodgers. It's not going to be Rodgers. Okay.
2: So who is it? I'm leaning towards Tom Brady. of those four? I'm leaning towards Tom Brady. Yeah. I'm leaning towards Tom Brady. Had over 5,000 yards. Had the most touchdowns. He's, he. I loved, like I said, I loved this this tweet that he sent out saying that he's back and that this and that this team. Listen, he's going to sign players too. He's going to get Gronk to come back. Godwin signed. They're still going to be dangerous. I think it's Brady, especially coming back for another season. I think he's Green Bay Dang, it's took simple. a major step down. That's my opinion. I know you guys don't think as much as that, but still, I think it's
0: going to be Brady. It's a simple reading comprehension. I put in the outline out of these four quarterbacks, what's the, what's the better MVP value? Baker, Carr, Russell, and Watson. Hey, and Baker, uh,
2: Baker MVP. I mean, guys be lucky if he's a starter.
0: I'm saying value-wise, wow. there there could be someone. All right, I'm yeah. gonna skip you all together and maybe maybe you'll listen to the other answers and then maybe it'll okay, something'll maybe. ring in your head. Okay. Yeah. Harley Kid t- show him out. I, I think out car, I
1: think carr, Sal is like yes, we're saying it. I know I'm saying there's a lot of pressure on him, but he is now, you know uh been given the keys to the car, right? And he's uh-huh. this is this is his team and they've really built around him. And I think that's what I think. So I think in this division is so much hype surrounding this division. The team that wins this division, that's where the MVP really probably should come out of. Uh-huh. Uh, and why not put carr there? 25 to 1 right now still for carr with with what he's got. He had a very good year last year, Carr. Yeah. He should now with with probably a better offensive-minded head coach in there combined with Devontae Adams uh, and a better defense that's going to help him, too. I, I love Carr here. I love the value on Carr right now. Right now. Get it now, though.
0: Here's the thing. Now, Bri, I know you're afraid to say Carr here, 25 to 1, and the numbers, he's going to have to step it up for sure. He only had 23 touchdowns yeah. last year. In yep. that, In that, so what do you need? You need around 40. You need to throw fewer than, like, 10 picks usually, right? About seven or eight. So he's got to bring the interceptions down. I think he could do it. In that 2015 yep. year, he was at 32 and 13. He got hurt at the end, that 15 year. Yeah. Last yeah. couple of games. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Hurt
3: the,
0: uh, yeah. That's what he's got to get back to that form. He only had like 4,000 yards, but yeah, he missed a couple of games. Carr was close to 5,000 yards. I know you love that, Harry. 4,800. Renfro, Waller, Devontae Adams. I like it 25 to 1. Am I missing something? I mean, Watson, if Watson landed with the 49ers, which doesn't seem like to be the two teams that he's considering, I would throw him in that spot because I think they could be excellent. With that the, uh, West Watson. is a
2: slugfest, though, a slugfest. Yeah, fest.
0: I know, but you know what? AFC West is a slugfest. Watson's
2: and all
1: these. going to get the for votes stuff. for an MVP, so eliminate yeah, him. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. That's eliminate true. him from
0: the talk this year, at least. That's true. Exactly right. All right, Bryce, so you're with us. Yeah, the
3: yeah, yeah. no, I, I mean, in terms of value, 25 to one is still good. I, I guess the thing is I have with Watson is 25 to one. I mean, is he still going to get suspended for a few games? Like what's the. Yeah, what's that's the, true. Yeah, he's still going to miss a cus, couple games. And then I think Russell is like he, Russell's 14 to one. You mm. know, he's going to help Denver win. Is he going to put up the numbers to be an MVP? I don't think so. Not but, rushing you know, yards, that's for yeah. sure. Oh, right. <laughs>
2: Who knows? Russell, yeah, I, I, only more than more than 26 touchdowns just once in the last five years.
3: Right. Yeah, But these quarterbacks are going to have to have a great year. And then also like Parley was saying, I think you kind of have to win the AFC West or just and, and put up really good numbers here to, yeah. to, to win it. Right. And I'm that, just saying uh, 25 yeah. is a monster yeah, number. I a think, big number. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good.
0: Uh, what are you saying? Baby face? Oh, you, I mean, you like that, that Harry's saying he'll do anything from the cap <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if
2: you guys can pick whatever you want, if Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP, I'll do whatever you guys say. How about Aaron Rodgers conference. wins the division? He wins the division. No, no, no. MVP. No way is he winning the MVP.
0: No well, way. You might, have, you might have thought that this year. it was a lot riding against shouldn't have. Darren was too. dead on with Cup. Dead on. He had pretty good. I mean, he couldn't throw an interception in the regular season, Harry. That's kind of the mission for well, a quarterback. He, he did
2: throw, what, they three in through. week one, though, right? And got some
0: out. Yeah, he did. And then ended up, what, what, four for the year? I mean, wow, wow. Uh, t- o- Carson Wentz like? had seven
2: picks for the year. Who did you want? Carson at MVP. At MVP? I said, uh, I, I agree. Cards are great. I think cards. This is Carson time to shine. Wentz had awesome. fucking
0: how many touchdown passes? Twenty-seven. Did Wentz <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> come on, Harry. It's not, not the same. What are you talking about? Believe in your numbers or not?
2: Well, oh my Aaron, god! Look, what Aaron, Aaron Rodgers had? How many touchdown passes? Forty-four. Right. Yeah. Okay. Pretty yeah. good. But I'm just saying it's going to come down the chair a lot. Just, you're just saying. saying, you're just, just saying. Wentz,
0: Wentz, had half that, so he should be in I'm the same saying, conversation. We asked me how
2: many t- interceptions he yeah, had. He had seven. It's pretty All good right, for a whole season. Uh, it's a little, okay. I
0: don't even know what to say anymore. Okay.
2: <laughs> 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 I'm just saying uh, he's not big, winning. You guys can go ahead and pick from the Cap because he is not winning the MVP. That's my statement.
0: Okay, babyface, face, uh, you're going to write this down, right? Now I have to root for fucking Aaron Rodgers to win MVP? Yep. It's just suck.
3: <laughs> it oh, well, he's uh, just saying. I mean, he was just saying, though. Oh, uh,
4: he's
0: just
2: saying. He's just saying. Go ahead. Love it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you do it now, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. All right,
0: let's see it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk to Brett Corbinos. He's going to set us straight. I have a lot of questions to ask him. I need some therapy here. Over that Kentucky loss, good God! And uh, we will be right back. All right, let's bring in our guest. He's a member of the Extra Points family. Usually, he's covered in glory. Today, he's covered in brackets. Hopefully,
4: not my shitty losing brackets. (laughs) Brett Cormanos, what's happening, pal? I mean, not much. I mean, my brackets just as screwed as yours because I mean, I had Kentucky going to the final game, and uh, that—that you did. That's not—that's not work out well for me.
0: Well, if, if you had the final game as yesterday, I think it's good. But no, <laughs> I
4: you say. All right,
0: so let's talk about this Kentucky thing. And let's talk about my bizarre way of betting in general. And I know it's wrong. And I know I'm going to lose money. And I know the bottom line, the answer is, well, just check your bank account. Why? Well, after all these years, betting all these big money line favorites together, stringing them on a par, don't work. But here's my psychology behind this. And maybe I know people say like, OK, you're picking eight games one of them is about to go sideways. That's why an 18 money line parlay that pays even with monster favorites is a bad bet. Sure. That should be good enough. But here's what I think. My psychology is teams play to win. Right. And so when John Calipari, one of the better coaches in history, a hall of famer talks to his team in the locker room, he's not saying, okay, let's make sure we lose by less than four and a half. Well, let's make sure we win by 14 and a half more than that. Let's just win. Let's put it together. Let's do what we've been doing all year long. Let's win. I much rather have seven of those than take points or lay points or something. But tell me why, aside from the fact that I can never win these bets, why that's a bad idea.
4: Well, I mean, I think it's a twofold answer. Uh, I mean, one, I'm sure there's going to be probably some MIT guy that can hop into the mentions and who'd work on models and could tell us all why. But um, I think the big thing is it's a, it's a knockout tournament, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. randomness inherent. You're one sprained ankle, one kid from, you know, St. Peter's. It's a hot shooting performance that is completely out of the blue away, um, you know, from just ruining a multi-team parlay. If this is like the NBA where you have seven game series that really fix in like the opportunity for the top team to emerge, you have that. But, you know, college basketball, it's a 40 minute game. The possessions are lower than a normal NBA game. I think I know this sounds shitty from a guy that's, you know, city here. It is two bedroom condo in Arizona, but college basketball <laughs> coaches are not in the grand scheme of coaches, always the greatest. So even if you look at guy like Cal Parry, the college basketball level is really insulated. So, you know, part of the reason I picked them was I thought that big kid, um, Doshiba was, is really good. He reminded me a lot of a uh, Kentucky guy that I had the very fortunate opportunity to work with one year for pre-draft and bam at a bio Um, But when I watched the film, like Callis is running the same shitty rant for Devin Booker in 2015 for the Grady kid this year. And it's like, dude, that's seven years ago. There's so many more interesting tactical things we've learned so much more about how basketball is played. And that kind Grady kid is not Devin Booker. <laughs> so right. there's some clear, there's some clear things where I think we overrate coaches. It's kind of like an optimism bias thing where we always overestimate the possibility of the good thing happening versus the bad thing happening. Um, and I, I also think, you know, this is maybe pausing my own theory too. I think in college basketball, we might hopefully, and cross my fingers for this, start seeing a little bit of a, a dynamic shift here too, where the smarter lower kind of D one schools are going to be really good about using the transfer portal, really good about creating more efficient shots to start closing the gap between these blue blood teams that basically win, like kind of like how a real Madrid team wins in soccer, they get a ton of talent and they basically just overwhelm you with talent. It's like the Yankees before the A's started figuring out money ball, right? The Yankees are just signing all the best guys. They didn't have to sign the most efficient, they didn't have to be efficient with how they use their money. They would just sign a bunch of stars and they'd overwhelm you with talent. And I kind of think that's how the top teams in college basketball win, which means there is a greater possibility for a smart team to come in in one game and kind of fuck up a multi-team parlay just because you're not getting great odds. I think probably the modeling guys would tell you it's a lot easier for them to pick a harder line to beat when you use the chalk thing happening. And the chalk Mm -hmm. thing happening is every one and two seed wins, right? So I think those models are really accurate there. I think maybe where the edge is, is when you get the examples of the long shot thing coming through, what UMBC beat Virginia, because it just doesn't ever fucking happen, right? So it's harder for the models to maybe catch on, whether that's a 20 to one thing, a 30 to one thing. So I think that's where maybe the edges are, is is playing, you know, I mean, the NCAA tournament comes along once a year. So it's like, if you're playing a 31 shot in the NCAA tournament, like you got to wait maybe 25 years for that shift to pay off, but that's kind of yeah. where the smart play is, I think. And I was trying to think
0: about it because we just went over the 10, 15 seeds who have beaten the two, and there's only been one uh, one seed who's lost, it's Virginia. So that's 11 instances yeah. in how many tournaments, and I'm laying minus 350. It's about, right. it's about... Yeah. Right. Right. Except for maybe the game has changed and everything you're talking about, the transfer portal, it's easier. You're having mid-major schools or whatever, a team like St. Peter's who maybe has like four seniors playing against uh, Kentucky. You look at them, they have like three guys are pro ready right now, Mm -hmm. but haven't played together. So there's that. You got to. I don't know. I just, just got to get but off Sally,
2: the money but, line, but, but Sally, <laughs> Sally, you factored in what you said about your yeah. your bet at minus three fifty. If you factor yeah. in everything that you just said and go back how many years and how many times it happened, laying three fifty, you'd actually say
0: probably a bargain. I guess, but it's all happened over the last yeah, fifteen years. Know. Most, well, most of it. They want parity. So.
2: They're not like you mentioned Kentucky. They're not playing Lexington neutral yeah. court. Neutral court refs are not giving you know extra p- calls along the way in these games. It's fair down the down the line.
0: All right, oh. so Brett, give us some, give us something that we could, yeah, uh, you know, gnaw on for tomorrow or today cool. or something. I know you like this Texas Tech under, but now it's a, it's already a, a thing, right? It's like, by the way, I think you might have lost that. It was it's forty five twenty with three forty three. No, left. actually, anyway.
4: the thing I was going to point out is I think yeah. um, one of the things that I was looking at initially was like I'm going to look at the under of every Texas Tech game, and I, I yeah. actually started looking back at like some of their games, and mm-hmm. you really have to like. To, to have an edge, probably than under, you really have to get like the perfect combination because when you take a Texas tech under, it's very uh-huh. simple to see them. They're not a good offensive team. They play really slow and they're an elite defensive team. That's like a perfect recipe for an under bet. Right? Like, and then when they play a bad team, it's like, Oh, well they're going to make this bad team. It's worse than mm-hmm. them. that team's going to struggle to score. Like this is a no brainer, but The thing that you really got to factor into is the game state and how these games will play out, right? Because really what over-unders are about in college basketball are about possessions. They're not about necessarily points. They're about possessions. The more possessions means the greater the chances that shots are going to go up and points are going to be scored. So it's actually, I kind of looked at it, and they let some pretty crappy teams roll up 60, 70, 80 points, which would bust a 130 under very easily if your opponent's doing that. And Mm -hmm. I think part of it is when they get ahead of some of these teams, they get up 14, 15, what naturally happens, right? The other team starts speeding up. They start shooting quicker and earlier in the shot clock, the possessions start going up. So then Texas tech, it's a snowball effect, right? So the games Mm -hmm. where they really had low unders were, where they were matched up against super evenly ranked teams, like teams that were on their level that also played really slow. That also had really good defenses. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's it's like kind of like fool's gold to look at Texas Tech and sit there and go, oh, yeah, you're just going to bet the, the under every game. You know, it's the NCAA tournament. These teams are going to mm-hmm. be fired up. Um, but I kind of think like it might be a fool's gold thing. And I actually laid off it today, um, which I'm really happy about now. Yeah. But that's yeah. kind of what I was looking at is I really think with these NCAA tournament games, we kind of get caught up in like, the gap between these two teams and thinking that elite defensive teams just, just are going to smother everybody, but really the game states change. And it's a one-off thing too, where again, you, you don't see an opponent that you normally see all year, you know, when they play in the big 12, you know, they're playing these teams twice. They're seeing everybody, they know all the personnel, but you know, when they're playing a team that's from whatever the, the whack or something, they're, they don't see, yeah. these teams. so they don't see maybe the junior off the bench that missed the game because yeah. of COVID that's one of their best shooters. So there's some personnel stuff too, that can be a little tricky, I think. Um, so the thing I actually wanted to bring up was not necessarily to bet it. It was probably to think long and hard about making sure that you, you know, get the, that you're going to get the proper game state, because I look back at those games where they really had slugfest and it was like Oklahoma, slow pace good defensive team, Oklahoma state, Really good defensive team, really slow paced. And those teams are level on them. So, you know, when the game got down the stretch, it wasn't just one team running up the court shooting a three and then Hmm. Texas Tech coming back down and running their own offense. It was each possession matter. They were going 25 seconds into the shot clock at the very least working against these tough defenses. So it just limited the number of possessions. They weren't fouling at the end, anything like that. You know, so I think that They're playing soccer. They're basically playing yeah, soccer. Yeah, that's they're, right they're playing yeah, the sport right. that, you know, I actually know something about. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: well, well, let me ask you this. I mean, you, I, we, we glossed over, but you talked about how you have worked with these players and player development. You ran a pre-draft process. Um, what um Tell us about that. And what do you think, for some of these players in the tournament, man, I I made I was screaming about King Murray. I uh, and now he's gone. I was like, oh, his draft stock is going to go up. A guy like Chet Holmgren. Did you work with him? Could you work with someone like that? What kind of potential is uh, are we looking at? With
4: so him? the joke was when we used to run pre draft is we would get we worked for a pretty big agency and we used to get all their like D-level guys. <laughs> we barely got any of the good ones, but we would huh. run the pro day, so we got chances to work. Like I, I the one of the greatest opportunities they had is they got to work with Bam at a bio for a couple of weeks, which mm. basically meant I rebounded for Bam as you know the kid was a winner. He had a really cool story too. We were, we were running his pre-draft and this is going to be off the subject, but I love telling the story because I I like the guy and I'm really happy for his success. But you know, when Bam was going to be obviously a lottery pick, right? And so the lottery pick was going to go at the end of the pro day. So, you know, we have 150, some NBA scouts and we had some other good players that we ran pro days for. And, you know, they kind of like that, like it's their show. They're going to be solo. They're going to be in front of everybody. You know, they're the big time guy. And throughout the day, you know, we'd have like basically 15 minutes for groups. You can only have six guys in each little workout. We'd put them through a workout and we'd go through. So Bam was at the very end of the hour and we had like three or four groups in front of him. And literally after every group, Bam would come up to me and be like, hey, man, can I just hop in this drill? Like, can I do this? I want to be out there with my guys. If he was working out with these guys. And so it was really cool. Like Right then you could just tell like that dude was like a winner, right? Like he wanted to be Mm -hmm. with these guys. He didn't give a shit about like being out there on his own, like having somebody look at him. It was one of the coolest stories I had. It was like right then, you know, I saw the physical talent, obviously working with them, but right then I was like, this dude's like, he's going to go places. He's about the right shit. You know, it was really cool. Um, and when I look at guys like that, like even part of the reason I picked Kentucky is I saw their big man now. And like, you know, college basketball is really weird when you look at like plus minus and things that come out in the wash. Um, part of the reason I like Matherin in Arizona is like, I think he plays in a way that like makes his team better. Um, and then you have guys like Holmgren but I think, you know, he's probably talented individually. Um, but I think Mark Few has kind of failed him in a way that like he hasn't given him a defined role. And that's kind of like a, a problem that you have sometimes with these younger guys is you don't, you they can do a lot of things so you don't really get them good at one thing, right? And so part of like what we would do in a pre-draft process right. if we work with a kid like Chet is we would say, hey, like you're going to be really good attacking closeouts and shooting threes because that's going to be the first thing that you're going to be asked to do in the NBA. From that point, you can develop ISO stuff. You can learn how to attack switches. You can do all this other stuff that eventually five, six down the, the years down the road, when a team is going to make you a centerpiece of their offense, you're going to need all that stuff. But like, right when you get in the league, you need to be able to figure out defensive rotations. You need to be able to make shots. And when your guy runs at you, you need to be able to get to different shit around. Mm-hmm. The and I think the problem and the reason why I'm a little bit like not or not so bullish on Gonzaga and thinking that this is just going to be a extended run to their coronation and this revenge tour for Duke Timmy and all them is I don't really see few using him in a way that gives him an identity, like in comparison yeah. to like Jabari Smith at Auburn, right? That kid is clearly he shoots like five or six threes a game. Like we know what he is. He's not going to try to create his own offense. He's going to play off other guys. He's kind of accepted a role as being like a perimeter knockdown shooter, attacking closeouts, and then getting to other stuff within the flow of the game. With Chet Holmgren, I've seen few use him in like a million different ways. Sometimes he's ISO'd. Sometimes he's spaced. Sometimes he sits in the dunker spot, which is just along the baseline. You know, other times he's in a four or five pick and roll with Timmy, and then other times he doesn't even handle in any of those pick and rolls. Mm-hmm. So when the game gets to crunch time, and I look at a player like Holmgren, I kind of wonder, like, from not only just a player development standpoint, but like, what is he going to do in a close game? Because Gonzaga is going to win a bunch. he's going to have to win a bunch of coin flip games, right? Like what we know about them, they were three and two against good teams in non-conference. They're two and one against St. Mary's. So they're not like this isn't something where they've just been uh, like obliterating every team that came into their path. They're going to have three or four games in a row that are going to be coin flips for them. And I think Memphis even might be one of them um, Mm -hmm. coming up. And I wonder what like a player like Holmgren is going to do when he doesn't have that identity yet. Like what is he going to do in the crunch time in the final part of the game? How are you going to get him the ball? How is he going to make his impact? Right. And I mean, I don't right. know, maybe you guys have watched them more. and Maybe you start seeing, maybe you guys just do something that I'm not, but from my end, like that's what I'm looking at. And that's where I have big questions and why I kind of think it's not going to be such an easy road for them to get to a final four. All
0: right. So give us your final four before we let you go. Now it's, it's going to be a revised final four, right? Oh, yeah. Kentucky in the finals, but, uh, well, do you have Gonzaga <laughs> coming out of the West or do they get picked off ah. by Duke or someone like that?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think at this point I have to go Duke. Um, I, I mean the right. the Banchero kid, I have the same questions. They ISO him a ton very uncreative ways. Um, uh-huh. and I still have the like same questions with them. Like, who's gonna be their guy down the stretch? Is it gonna be him? Is it gonna be more? Is it gonna be that guard? Um right. I don't think they have a ton of creativity offensively. So the thing that sucks is like I look at these teams. And I, in the, at least in that region, the West region, and I want to pick against them so bad, but I've yet to find the team that I can say, like, this is yeah, the team sure. that can expose that weakness. Arkansas would be fun, but yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's I didn't even gonna think Arkansas somehow. was going to, and Arkansas maybe shouldn't have gotten past Vermont. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, All I right, think so I like, got Duke in the West. I got and, Duke in uh, the West. And then I probably will, God, this is going to hurt, but I might roll with Murray state's like plus 800 to get out of the East. Wow. I love that team. I I mean,
0: I can't. uh, Can you imagine Murray State, San Francisco is a first round game. Oh, the winner gets St. Peter's. Like, what the? What's the tournament underneath (laughs) NIT? Like, what? What are we looking at here? But all right, all right. So you take a chance with Murray State. I take a chance with
4: Murray State. Um, I think I'm still going to roll with Auburn out of the Midwest. Um, Okay. And then Arizona in the South.
0: There you go. You've yeah, heard yeah. it all there. I'm still going to be betting my big money line parlays. Uh, Brett, <laughs> you uh, you did a blasphemous thing. You took Brentford over uh, Toby's Chelsea at Mid- Middlesbrough. 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 Very,
4: very upset. Oh,
0: was it? I was oh, not... oh, I, oh, it's a different game. I said, I was looking at yeah. a different thing. Okay, <laughs> he'll get over it. He'll be fine. He has bigger fish to fry with that Chelsea team. Thanks so much for coming on. Hey, right. Thanks for having me,
4: guys. I really thanks, appreciate it all. all. Thanks, right. for You got it. All right.
0: Bye. All right. Take care. All right, guys, let's go over the eight afternoon, evening games. We'll do it real quick, starting with, what's the first one? Illinois, eight-point favorite, 136 over under Chattanooga. I think it's just a bad matchup overall. The difference maker should be Kofi Colburn and Illinois' 23rd-ranked offense, adjusted offense efficiency. And then you go up against Chattanooga, just barely in the top 100 defensively. I think it's a blowout. They bounce back. After a poor performance as a one seed last year's tournament, Illinois, give me the minus eight, brother Bry. you're taking the points.
3: Yeah, well, so far, these 12 and 13 seeds have been pretty good. They're four and two against the spread. Uh, They seem to be the ones uh, coming through as underdogs here. Um, But, you know, Chattanooga has a couple of really good players on this team. Malachi Smith's an NBA prospect averaging over 20 points per game and shooting over 40% from three. You know, maybe they have a little bit of magic after that buzzer beater, you know, that they had Mm -hmm. against Furman. The one thing I will say, though, is, you know, I, I know I'm going against the Big Ten here, like I did Ohio State. But Illinois has struggled against the spread all year long. They're 13 and 18 mm-hmm. against the spread, two and seven in their last nine. One on th- one and three against the spread on neutral courts. So, you know, these Illinois games tend to be a little bit low scoring. So, um, I'd prefer in this one to take the, the uh, yep. eight and a half points here. All
0: right, uh, Harry Duke, 18 and a half, 145. Cal State Fullerton. Listen, those are you looking for an upset? It ain't happening here. Right. The refs will make the free throws themselves if they have to keep coach K <laughs> in the second second round. He's looking to get his team back on track after blowing the ACC championship against uh, Virginia Tech. Titans only went four and four in their final eight regular season games. They rely on their big man AJ uh, EJ Aneski double-double all three of his Big West games. Uh, They're 353rd and three point defense is where Duke can tear you up. Uh, Everything's pointing towards Duke, but I I don't know why it's weird. It's how I felt about Gonzaga. They should have blown out their bone, but they, you know, they, they were almost losing at half. And then again, they were almost covering against Georgia state, but they just fell short. It doesn't make sense. Duke just what four and seven, I will say the last 11 against the spread. So I'm going to take Cal state Fulton plus the points here against my better judgment. How are you taking the total?
2: Yeah, I agree with you plus Sal, about uh, uh, Krzyzewski. Yeah. I mean, it's going to set up maybe Michigan State wins a nice matchup in the second round between Coach K and Izzo. But I'm going to go with the over here. Yeah, Sal, two of the last three Titans games, uh, they shot 11 of 19, 58% from three, 11 of 20, 55% from three. You mentioned Anisky, Sal, 16 or more points in eight straight games. He's 62% from the field in those games. Uh, and in the last four games for the Blue Devils, not playing a ton of defense, giving up 84 points a game in the last four. And then their last six, the Blue Devils are averaging 83. So give me the
0: over at 145. All right, Arizona, Wildcats, 21 and a half point favorite, 157 against Wright straight. You know, they have this big injury. Crease is out, and obviously they would need him rest of the way, probably to make an impact. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't seem to matter. They have that talented backboard anyway. Purdue beat Wright, straight, Wright State by 44 this year. Right, uh, Ken Palm, parlay kid, has Wright State 257th ranked defense. You're terrible. They're, yeah, they're two and six against the spread in their last eight as an underdog. Give me Arizona laying the big number. You like them too.
1: <laughs> so you said it. Uh, this is a major mismatch here. Uh, Bryant uh, scored 82 points against Wright State, and I thought at one time Bryant was going to hit about 100 against yeah. them until they kind of faded uh, late in the game. Arizona's in the Ah, uh, top ten in basically every statistical category you can mention, especially offensively. Third in points scored, fourth in rebounding, first in assist, like eighth in block shots. They do it all. They're probably the most well-rounded team in the country. I'm not uh-huh. saying they're going to win it all, but this is a total mismatch. I think that I think the spread should even be a little higher here. So, yeah. um, I'm rolling all the way with Arizona.
0: All right, LSU three and a half point favorite, 129 is the total against. ISU Iowa State I'm going with Iowa State primarily because Harry has LSU to make the final four but you know I don't think they rally for coach Wade who they got rid of LSU they have a poor record on the road two and eight they have very good non-conference wins against Memphis Iowa State does against Creighton against Iowa I just think three and a half is too many points uh give me two give me the cyclones plus three and a half. Harry,
2: you like LSU. Yeah, LSU. And by the way, my St. Mary's pick not looking so bad right now, right? St. Mary's hanging. Uh, I'm going to take LSU. I'm going to lay the points. <laughs> I said it earlier in the week. Uh, LSU letting head coach Will Wade go. Bands the team together. Solid wins a season against Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama. Cyclones come into this one. Losers of three straight. And since January 8th, they are just 7-11 straight up. And five Ooh. of those seven wins were against teams that were not in the tournament. Give me LSU.
0: All right give me a, whoever you want to go with protect yourself against upsets this march oh i wish i would have seen this yesterday with bracket play bracket parlay insurance wow on fanduel sportsbook <laughs> right now all customers can get up to $25 back each day if your parlay of 3 legs or more Falls one leg short. Oh Jesus! This is so up our alley, Harry. Uh, Build your own parlay based on (laughs) based on the teams playing today. Parlays are great. You turn a small bet into a big payday. Not the way I do it. And which cash out the balls in your court so you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is over. And if you're new to Fanduel, just sign up with promo code Against All Odds and you bet the bracket all tournament long. It's promo code Against All Odds in the Fanduel Sportsbook app. Yes. Do it now. All right. Let's continue on. These are the night game, the night, night games, Houston, eight and a half point favorite 137 and a half versus UAB. I like this. Uh, I like this Houston team. UAB has this one scoring force, Jordan Walker. And I don't think anyone else I'm looking on that team averages more than 11 points. Houston second most wins in the country since 2018, you got Calvin Sampson's team usually known for the defense. They roll through their tournament. They beat up on Memphis uh, in their conference finals. who we now know it was a decent team. Um, this year they're shooting 47%, 25th in the nation in scoring, uh, give me the Houston Cougars might not minus eight and a half brother. Brian, you flip flopped. You're going to Cougars now, right?
3: Yeah, I'm going Cougars. Yeah. At first I was going UAB and then I was looking at the numbers a little bit more and, uh, it seems to favor Houston. You know, both teams were good against the spread this season and UAB may be a tough out and Jordan Walker's been on a tear recently. I think right. he's averaging like 29 points per game over his last four. I think he was born in Long Island, originally, too, Jordan oh. Walker. Um, but you have to like the way the Houston's been playing, though. They dominated the AAC. You know, they're 7-1 against the spread in their last eight, and those were all pretty much blowouts. Kelvin Sampson always has these kids, uh, it seems like, prepared for the tournament. The thing is, and this is why I really flip-flop, you know, they defend the three so well. And, you know, UAB's a good three-point shooting team, but I think they're going to make it tough for them to score here. So, so give me the minus eight and a half. All right, we got Michigan State minus one. Over Davidson, 140
0: and a half is the over-under. Man, I, I, I know I'm going to regret this because it's too easy to say Duke is going to play Michigan State in the second round and yeah. Izzo is going to advance. But this team does play great defense for Izzo. Michigan State, not a ton of terrific scorers, but they're going to want to shut down Davidson's point guard. Foster lawyer, he transferred from Michigan State. So there's a little bit of vendetta there. Sparty, three or four, won the last three or four. I think we're going to see that second round matchup. parley Talk me into Davidson. Well,
1: Sal, look, I am always an Izzo guy. I think he's a great coach, but this with this one coach out there that can go toe to toe with Izzo. It's Bob McKillop here at Davidson. He's a Uh fantastic coach. Um, They have four guys who shoot over 40% from three point range and they don't turn the ball over. So against this really tough Michigan state defense, they're going to be very smart with the ball. We already saw uh, Richmond uh, beat uh, a good big 10 team in Iowa. Uh, Davidson out of this, the uh, always underrated a 10 uh, and they were the best team in the a 10 this year. Uh, I think they can, I think they win this game. So I think they win All this right. game. The uh, lawyer can shoot the heck out of the ball, but I don't even, I don't, I think he's like the third or fourth best player here too. So overall, yeah, it's going to be overall, a fun one. gonna be, be the
0: most uh, fun game right there. Wisconsin seven and a half point favorite, one thirty nine and a half. a half. Is the over under they take on Colgate? I'm going Colgate. Uh, Wisconsin somehow gets this game in Milwaukee and the next one, if they win, but I'm going Colgate uh, Nellie Cummings, Colgate team, second in nation, three point shooting 48% as a team. They're underdogs to Wisconsin. I don't think it's going to phase them. They scored a hundred points, Harry earlier in the year against your team at Syracuse in the carrier dome. I believe I'm going to go Colgate. I think you're taking them as well.
2: I'm going to ride with you, Sal uh, Colgate, by the way, our 33, just a little bit of geography for you from Oswego, New York. That's
0: oh, how don't I do it. that. And Hamilton, oh, so you, you got beaten uh, with that. I'm I not did. sure. Are yeah, you yeah. sure? It's an hour 33.
2: Yeah, I checked. I, I double, triple checked. But uh, they started the season. They started the season 4-14, four and 14, Colgate did. Since then, yeah. they've gone 19-1, 15 of those wins by double digits, five straight games the Raiders have shot over 40% from three-point range. Wisconsin comes in, loses two straight, and have won By more than eight points, just once in the last 15 games, plus the best player, Johnny Davis, has been playing injured and was just three of 19 in the Big Ten tournament. And they lost to Michigan State in their their first game. Give me the
0: Raiders plus the points here. Last one. And yeah, it's kind of the last one to tip. There'll be some overlap in here. But I I don't, I care the least about this. I don't know why. Seton Hall's a pick them. And 128 and yeah. half, actually got minus a half a point. I don't know. I, I've not seen this in years, but they now that you can get plus a half a point, minus a half a point. and a half is the over under TCU. I'm going TCU. Uh Horn Frog, Jamie Dixon knows a little about the big East schools. We know head coach of Pitt right back when they were in the big That's East. Correct. Big 12, right. Big 12, uh, I don't know. It's a better conference. You know They have nice wins over Kansas and LSU. Yep. I'm going with TCU here. Um, let's go with the, it's a pick them game. Probably kid you like it also?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. So I, I do worry a little bit about Willard. He's a very good coach at Seton Hall, uh, but Dixon is a coach. Like you said, he's coached against them before um, TCU. I've got to watch them late in the season. Uh, I feel like they're not outstanding in any area, but they're pretty solid in all areas. They're a rugged mm-hmm. team. They can go toe to toe. Look, and you mentioned a couple of things. They'll also beat Texas Tech once this year as well. So um they've they're battle-tested. They've played a lot of good competition. I think that just look, these eight, nine seats, is the kind of coin flip, so we could say whatever we really wanted mm-hmm. to. And it's probably going to come down to uh, you know, some type of late basket or something like that. But I just think TCU is a little bit more battle-tested. I'll roll with
0: them. All right. Those are the uh, eight. Friday afternoon, evening, early evening, late evening uh, games. So there you go. That'll take you into Saturday. I'm seeing all the lines for Saturday. A few of them jump out of me. Maybe you guys are going to want to use one of these in our sharp tank segment. Right now, you guys each give me a pick. I'm going to buy one of them. Start with you, Parlay Kid. What do you like? Yeah. What's your sharp so tank you know, I'll
1: stay away. This I got so much going on with and uh, the basketball. Yeah. Uh, world anyway let's stay with uh, ufc uh my uh guy i like a lot dan hooker is actually a little uh-huh. bit of an underdog in a fight against uh, arnold allen he's an up-and-comer but we've seen this before when these guys get a little hyped and they put him against a guy that might have seen his better days in the ufc but can still fight and this is a little step up for arnold allen hooker Still has great reach. Got a good overall fight game to him. Hooker at plus 102 over Allen.
0: All right. Oh, the parley kid and his hookers. Enough already.
1: Uh,
2: all right, Harry, do it. Harry, what's your pick? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go aside. I'm gonna back off of basketball right now too, Sal. I'm gonna go to uh, men's tennis on Saturday from Indian Wells. Super Dave Osborne's favorite tennis tournament. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna. It's an all Spanish setup here for the semifinal on Saturday. Uh, I'm gonna take BNP's Paris Open. I'm gonna take Carlos Alcaraz over. Rafael Nadal at plus only 138. I think this line is low. He's the 19th seed. Of course, Nadal, he's the four. He's, he's going to be 36, though, in June. Nadal's two of his four matches. He's gone three sets. He's been fortunate. He's 4-0 he's oh in tie breaks. Meanwhile, this 18-year-old kid, Alcarez, also from Spain, 8-8 eight eight for sets in this tournament. Hasn't lost a set. Only one set's gone more than 6-4. Give me the plus 138 with the 18-year-old over the
0: 36-year-old who what? in June. What's going on? Really? He's 19th. Nadal's fourth. He's only plus 138. And, he's, what's going on
2: and he's 18 years old. And that's mm. the line. Fishy line here. I'm going Alcaraz plus the wow. 138 holy against holy Adal-
0: crap. Wow. And tell uh, everybody what uh what part of Asia Spain is in. All right. No, you don't know that. Right, brother, Brian.
3: <laughs> brother Brian, what's your pick here? I'm going UFC too. I, I know we should probably be going some of these. Uh, games, but I've hit a rough rough stretch here the last three or four games. I feel like in the NCAA, and uh, I, I thought about the women's tournament. There's a you know they have pretty much every game up there too. I was thinking Kentucky women, mm-hmm. uh, but everybody likes uh, Princeton over them. But I'm gonna go UFC. I'm gonna take uh, Paul Craig over uh, Nikita Krylov. Uh, that's uh, tomorrow. Uh, that's actually I'm surprised that should be one. That's uh, it should kind of be on the main card. That's a little bit early, I think. Showing. Huh. Um, but right. Paul Craig's been super impressive in his last three fights. I mean, he's had submissions. Uh, he, uh, two of his last three had submissions. You know, he had a, a TKO of Jamal Hill, who we just saw against Johnny Walker, uh, beat up Johnny Walker in the first round. But he's been super impressive. Uh, both, on, you know, his submission game's kind of crazy. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said, his, his striking's been better. Nikita Kurilov is also n- another good, is really good at um, submitting as well. But I just, I don't know. Craig, I, you're getting Craig here at plus 154. I think it's an even matchup. Actually, I'd probably even say Craig should almost maybe be favored a little bit here. So mm. getting good odds there. So uh, and it's kind of this fight's in his backyard. Yeah. He's going to have a lot of he's going to have a lot of fans there. He's the one guy who beat uh, Uncle Ive you know, who we saw last week two fights. So um, give me give me Craig here. At plus at 154. All right. Uh, uh. I'm amazed by this tennis match here, Harry. I'm going to go with you here. Yeah,
2: I, I, I could
0: tell, I could see it in your face. Like you're, you're yeah. really uh, this, well, no, this line I'm just has got you mystified. It's, it's, well, no, I, I think you screwed it up. That's the part I'm almost positive of. But, uh, but so, something Ow. his age, so, uh, I, I don't oh, know. I don't know how you did the country. I have no 18. idea. So <laughs> that that part I'm not mystified of. But I am <laughs> jumping on with you plus okay. one thirty-eight. Do it. Uh, what's his name? Alcara, Alcara, Alcaraz. Carlos Alcaraz. Oh, okay. I'm not writing. All right. We had a dog named Carlos. And uh, so let's go with that. Plus 138. There you go. Anybody else have a baby face? Uh, was today, was this a good episode? I'm not even sure anymore. I'm so pissed at Kentucky. I really am.
3: I mean, it, let's figure this out. It is uh, not even April. And Harry's already uh, made it clear. Aaron Rodgers no MVP. Uh, we, we, uh, this summer, I can't even wait to see what Rogers gets into, whether it's, you know, he might go to space. I, I I'm with Harry here. He's got other yeah. things to do in uh All right. And, and yeah. This is he's Tom Brady was his first MVP he's gonna, pick. How many more to go until football season? I have no idea.
2: There you go. He's got definitely going to have more uh breakups with fiancés than MVPs for the rest of the uh his, his <laughs> life uh Joel.
0: Speaking of MVPs, as if it had a chance anyway, my uh, preseason bet of uh, Steph Curry. I think he was favored for a minute, wasn't he? A couple weeks? I don't know. Anyway, Oh, yeah. yeah, He yeah. was favored, yeah, he I mean, was favored like, for you like, like back a back month, in, maybe? Des-
3: back in December, well, he was, right? It
0: wasn't happening, and it ain't happening now. Hmm. And he's 100 to 1 odds now because he's out <laughs> indefinitely with, what, a foot injury? Oh, yeah, Good God. I see. I see. Embiid favorable. We'll talk more NBA. Next week. I say that, but we probably won't. and minus one forty, <laughs> Jokic plus one thirty five, and uh Giannis ten to one as that heats up. Uh and uh more college basketball. Check it out. We will be back on who do we have? We have uh Jason Terry on Monday.
4: Jason Terry. It? Yep. That's,
3: oh, that's yeah. gonna be fun. NBA right, champion and, uh Went to Arizona, so I'm sure uh, Harry will have a question ready for him. He's got all weekend to prep. No
4: doubt.
0: There you go. All right, hopefully they're around. The, Heri- and, uh... the Harry and Terry show. Oh, uh, Harry and Terry. All right, look forward to Harry and Terry on Monday. <laughs> That'll do <laughs> another episode for uh, Against All Lots, for yeah. Spaghetti, for Meatballs, for Babyface Joel Solomon, for Bet Carmanos. I'm Sal and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal. Saying so long, and happy handicapping. <laughs> Na-na-na,